the dirt's washing from under the house. So they've got to hook the downspouts to some sort of um, pipe and take it out to the yard. You guys are. Am I supposed to have a hat? Did I miss it? Did I miss something? I'm listening to you, Michelle. I care. I know you're not. You're playing with Ray, but that's okay. And then I was watching, I'm like, am I supposed to have a hat today? I didn't get yeah, the hat. Yeah, actually, why don't you wear a hat? You're a bald man. I'm in my house, man. Well, you never know. The sun might get in your eyes or the back of your neck, and you have to have it backwards. <laughs> Just Good the morning, everybody. Good morning, Ray. I still, I don't understand why does the fact that he's bald mean that he needs to wear a hat? <laughs> oh, well, in, in all candor, outside, I need a hat a lot of the times. Okay, just so yeah. you don't sunburn uh, the tippy see, top I'm of your in head. My, I'm in my house, which has a roof. Yeah. Oh. Therefore, Lame. no hat is Lame. Needed. See, I got right. a sunroof well. behind me. This is keeping the sun off my neck. Did you just say lame? because <laughs> yeah. i got i got a little i got a little rap that includes the word lame ready i started oh you're gonna rap so i wrote oh. it i wrote it rob are you ready to rap i don't know that it'll have much rhythm but it's got some good it's got some good rhyme and it's, it's at philip's expense okay because he's been Should putting us on, here. he's been putting us on the spot and Oh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot again today, but I don't know if you're ready. Well, I'm not rapping. Go ahead, Rob. Move it up. Are you ready? I don't <laughs> rap well. Oh, you're ready? Yes. No. No. Do you Are you ready? Do you need I, a I'm beat? I'm not ready. Yeah, give me a beat, Philip. <laughs> All right. Ready? His name is Philip. He's got a slick mane. When I see him, I think it's a shame. And sometimes he's very, very lame. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> All right. No rap has this rap needs a rebuttal. Oh my this goodness! Rap needs... Ray, your response just made me put coffee out my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm rebuttaling your rap. <laughs> my name is Phil. I got the deal. I'm gonna smack it down with my rhyme. So. Real. Real. All I oh. got is the words in my head make you want to turn your backwards hat red. Uh. <laughs> Finally, I, I get my rap battle, so we get to vote. Whose who's rap oh. was better, mine or Rob's? By Michelle. the way, Rob's had preparation. Michelle's rap is better. I'm not rapping. <laughs> I'm saying you don't have to. It's better. It's okay. better. Hey, come on. It's it's not bad. Original. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far. Oh, man. All right, oh. you guys want a battle? Oh. I got a real battle. I got a real one for you guys. This is real. But before we do this, I got to introduce podcast episode number 34. This is 34, right? Ray, are you second guessing me right now? Yeah, he is. I can see it. All right. Welcome to podcast episode 34. Now, here's the thing. 
to close out Rob's sermon this last Sunday, he did, he pulled a ray. He pulled a ray and he really pulled a pastor. This is a pastor thing. I pulled a pastor. It's a pastor. You pulled a pastor and you did an acrostic. Now okay. I can respect uh, a strong acrostic. As a connoisseur of fine sermons, I've heard some fine acrostics in my life, but I thought it would be really great for us just to test your pastoral abilities this morning. Uh -oh. Right. So I think that they teach every now. I teach every once in a while, but usually I'm singing songs, so I don't have to be so creative. I just sing somebody else's lyrics. But you guys sit in your seminarical offices coming up with acrostics all the time. This is what you guys do, all three of you. And so I want to have an acrostic battle. Oh, no. Are you okay. with me on this? Oh, I'm so opposed to this that I can't even, I can't. <laughs> now, before we do our acrostic pastoral battle, I need to know from you guys in the comment line, who do you think is going to win? Now, Ray's been doing this pretty successfully. What's going on with my, I'm blurry. Yes, you are. I Rob think, uh -oh. has been drinking. I personally think Ray is going to win the acrostic battle. I, you know, Michelle could be a sleeper. I, I feel like... Know. I feel like Rob is, Rob's, you know, practiced up because he did one this Sunday, but I'm going to give you guys, and if you struggle, we'll do this together. We'll help each other out. In a so are you going to give us the word? Yep, but I'm, I'm teasing you right now. I'm setting you up. No cheating. Okay. Rob's got a pencil out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here it is. The word is farkle. F-A-R-F-A-R-K-L-E. Now the topic is... Wait, wait, say it again. F-A-R-K-L-E. And I don't even know if that's how you spell it, by the way. But that's how we're spelling it. This is a pastoral acrostic battle. The first one of any, of all time. Now your topic is... Now, you're, Rob, you're already going... The topic is <laughs> gracism and the acrostic is farkle. On your mark, set, go. I'll play some background music for you just I'm to done. keep us going. Oh. You're done, Rob? I'm done. What? I had Dr. Green, man. Oh my gosh. Dude, you guys are crazy. I All had right. Dr. Green at Moody, man. He majored in this nonsense. I'm stuck on K. Hmm. This song's been in my head ever since Michelle did karaoke that time. You mean when I sang flat? That was bad. All right, Ray, Michelle, are you guys in there? Oh, uh, you know. Sparkle. I'm like. You guys are really struggling with this. I feel like Rob just threw one out and didn't put his heart into it. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> So if you're just tuning in, what we're doing is an acrostic battle because you know preachers love their acrostics. So okay, Rob I got did one with honor this last Sunday and uh, and we'll ask him what that was. But right now we're the topic is the topic is gracism and the word is farkle, F A R K L E. So while Ray's working, let's hear what Rob has. So Rob came in first with like 30 seconds. 
I want well, to know. Not I'm not going to feed Ray's, Ray's options here. I mean, this is like <laughs> waiting until Final Jeopardy. Everybody's got to be done writing. I mean, uh, I'll trust the integrity of my, of my friend Ray. You guys, you guys are funny people. Are you ready? Do you want me to do it? Oh, I'm ready. I'll throw it down. This is a gracism farkle. Okay. Focus all relationships on kingdom love every day. Oh, oh my that's very good. Gosh. Rob, yeah. you didn't even have to think about it. That yeah. was incredible. I had Dr. Green. Okay, but let's think about this. Does this have the subject of gracism? Focus all relationships. Relationships on kingdom love every day. That's gracism. Wow. Wow, Rob. You're next level, man. You're next level. I'll just go ahead. I'll come back when y'all are done. <laughs> Where are you at, Michelle? What, what's your deal? I'm done. I'm done. Let's hear it. Okay. So, in God's family. Oh, wait, 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 shows... wait, 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 wait. Pause. What? What? You put letters before Farkle. You can't say it's in still... God. Why not? You can't end with an F. You have to start with an F. Yeah, family. But I mean, you know, I guess you could say in God's assume. You didn't have Dr. Green. I catch you. I didn't have Dr. Green. I don't have a single professor that's in love with acrostics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so family always shows respect, kind-heartedness, and love to everyone. You know what? That's a solid B. I feel like hers. <laughs> I feel like hers has a strong message. Like I feel convicted and like I want to be a better person. Solid. Like, <laughs> But I feel like she kind of cheated on the acrosticness of it. I'm just saying. What do you have, Ray? An 84. Yeah, I'm giving her an 82. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I have friends allowing real kindness and love to engage others. Okay. Oh, that's Ooh, pretty good, that's Ray. Good. I feel like I feel hey. like I was a springboard for you, but that's okay. <laughs> So I've got it. You but know, you I, said real friends. Does that mean he has? No, I said friend, I said friends, friends allowing real kindness. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Real is about the kindness, which bumps it up mm -hmm. to at least an A minus. Okay, okay. Okay. What was yours? One more time, Rob. Ready? Ready? Focus all relationships on kingdom love every day. That's a strong one, guys. That is strong. Yeah. That's strong. I, I would man. give it to him. I would give that, it. That's to strong. Him. As you the can judge. Or focus on. You can use either one. Okay. Oh. You know, I I am not the person that does well under time pressure. Can I just say I'm very happy with an 82. I think, given that I had no prep. <laughs> I'm giving the meaty part of the curve. I'm giving. I, Rob... I will graciously give Rob the title for this one. Yeah. But I like this challenge. <laughs> challenge. Good challenge. Better than that battle. Better than a rap battle. Yeah, that was better than a rap battle. You know, because I realized I was hitting you guys on, I wasn't on your playing field. So I put a lot of thought into this because you guys hurt my feelings with declining the rap battle every time. But I knew if I came to your level, the preacher level, the pastoral level, you guys really showed out today. So let's give it up for our pastors and their acrostic <laughs> abilities. I love it. Ray, we hope to see one this Sunday in honor of this. <laughs> Even, I cannot even, promise that I made a secondary Richard. point. Even if it's a secondary point, just got to throw one in now. 
That's right. That's right. Um, we'll hear it, Ray. You know what? You know what else track. I'll take? You, wait, you know what else I'll take? If you don't do an acrostic, if you can get Farkle into the message, I'm good. <laughs> oh, yeah. If Ray can work in the word Farkle to his message, all our podcast listeners will feel love and, and it will show Ray's <sighs> ability. But it has to fit. It can't just be dropping a Farkle. No, it has to fit. <laughs> you can't just drop the word in there. Michelle's like, is this weird to anybody other than me? <laughs> what I'm thinking is, where do we go to define this word? And do we want to define this word? And I'm just like, I should just be quiet. Um, <laughs> I'm still getting the coffee out of my nose. So yeah, this has been fun already. I think we could just call it, but we won't. So I, I love this sermon. It was talking about honor. And uh, I, I, here's the, one of my favorite things about it was that a lot of times pastors get up on Sunday morning and, and we have to be honest and we have to tell things that we struggle with, um, you know, and things, you know, as pastors, we don't always get everything right. But Rob got to share some stories of some things that, that in his life he's gotten right. And I know for Rob, he's, he's spent a lot of time I'm describing things that he didn't get right in life. And he, you know, has, has shared that in a lot of his sermons, but there was some stories in here where Rob got a lot of things right. And I love that. I think it's cool to be able to celebrate that. And one of my favorites was the promise keeper story um, where Christians were really hating and bashing some of our LTG. Okay. Now see. LGBT. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, and just kind of stand up and say this, basically, in a long story short, this is not the way Jesus would be acting towards any human being, no matter theologically what's going on. This is not the way Jesus ever acted towards any human being. And so I just love getting to hear that story. But I'm going to start us off heavy today. Okay. So <clears throat> you said something in there. Um, you said championing their cause. So this is about that story where you stood. Actually, why don't you tell that story in case people haven't heard it? Well, and then I'll ask the question. So, and I'll do the shorter version. Okay. So I was at a Promise Keepers event in um, Indianapolis back when the RCA Dome still existed and uh, was used. And we walked outside to grab some coffee. You know, I wanted coffee and some lunch and um, saw two opposing lines facing off against each other. Uh, one side um, was LGBTQ. They had the rainbows and they had signs. The other side was a bunch of Christians, um, unfortunately, with Bibles holding them up and just kind of screaming hate speech, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, that day, I just wanted to ignore that because I just wanted my coffee and I didn't want to get involved um, because that's an issue that I have had to wrestle with over the years myself. So I'm like, I, I don't want to get involved in this. And then I heard some really hateful words out of the Christian side as we were going by. And I just looked at my friends and said, uh, I'll be right back. And so I just kind of stood in between the two groups um, and faced my, put my back to the LGBTQ line, not out of disrespect, but to say some words to my Christian brothers um, and just basically called them out and yeah. ended up spending some time building as much of a relationship as you can with an hour's worth of time um, with a group of folks that had really never had anyone stand up for them. And, and what I was standing up for very clearly was that it's not okay to treat anyone like that. There was no political cause argument, no theological argument that we were getting into in that moment outside of love God, love people, mm -hmm. and looking at people and saying, how are we going to love people better than what you're doing right now? 
So I love it. So here's the question. How do we honor people even if we don't agree with them theologically? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Told you we're hitting it heavy. I'd love to hear from others. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the first thing is you've got to stop looking at an issue when you look at a person. And, Ooh. you know, they don't have an issue tapped you know tattooed across their forehead they are a person and they have feelings and hurts and even you know if you disagree with somebody in anything i'm not just talking about this issue but in anything you know the way to um convince somebody is not to be angry at them and to spout scripture to them and to beat them down with your way of thinking i mean even within the church we disagree theologically in a lot of areas Our church disagrees theologically about women pastors with a lot of other churches in our area, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to change people's mind by standing on the street corner and yelling at the other people. Mm -hmm. So stop looking at issues. Look at the person in front of you. That's well said. Yeah. Yeah, My, my take on that would, uh, I'm just going to use second Corinthians chapter five, verse 16, where it says we no longer um, we, we stop evaluating each other according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. So that means we see, you, you only can say that if you see one another the way the father sees his sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And that means with a heart of love mm-hmm. and that it's, it's okay to grieve that someone is living below um, where their created uh, order is to be but at the same time have enough compassion and love within you to still see them as a valuable human being deserving of love affection your time and your attention yeah you know that's so well said ray i once had someone a good friend of mine who's still a good friend but this was a really tense moment conversation in our relationship they're not from here in, in south carolina they, they're a seminary friend, and they said, well, Rob, what, how, how, how do you justify um, compromising your theology to do those things? And, and, and I had a great, you know, and God gave me a great answer. And, and I said, okay, so what you're confusing is, is, some, is two things. I, I don't have to compromise my theology, because my theology says, love God, understand his standard, okay? So I do, I do agree that I have to understand God's position on all things. And as best as I can. I have to study the word. I have to know where the lines are. So my theology does need to be solid there. I have to know, for instance, that God told me as a as an alcoholic that my consumption of alcohol without, was out of bounds. So therefore, I must stop drinking. Now, I have friends whose consumption of alcohol is in bounds. So there we go. I understand where the line is. Okay, drunkenness. Uh, but then there's a second part to my theology that is equally important, and I've already said it once. Love God, love people. So I am not compromising my theology at all when I am loving someone in front of me, regardless of whether, for instance, we honored Reconciliation Ministries graduates on Sunday. For me, I love that because of the example I just used as someone who has had to come across the same line they're coming across. I can honor them. Not, I'm not honoring their lifestyle of drinking, of alcoholic consumption of drugs or, or, or taking drugs because I don't want to honor that in me. I'm honoring their recognition of God's work in that area. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's two distinct issues. So my theology is completely yeah. fine. I'm standing on solid ground when I'm loving someone standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's where people have to get. I had to get there yeah. in all the areas of my life. Yeah. So where I'm just able now, to Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's really been a journey in learning to live in God's grace myself. Um, there was a time when I felt really responsible for other people's behavior. I was worried that they were sinning and that sinning was going to lead them to an eternal place. And I just took on way too much responsibility for other people. And it got in the way of my loving them because I was so concerned that I ended up doing exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do. Instead of drawing them to Christ, my, my hyper concern about whatever the issue was, pushed them away from Christ. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, I just know that's all up to the Lord. It's up to the Lord to point out in my life, in your life, in everybody's life, here's the issues we need to work on right now. I mean, I'm working on some issues in my life. I don't think this side of heaven, I will stop. But you all are not responsible for what I'm working on with God. Mm -hmm. And so we can live in love. And, you know, that just, I had to let go of fear in yeah. order to love well. That's good. One of, one, of my, one of my points in tonight's message for student ministry, Wednesday night's message for our, for our, our engaged high school students, is, is we're looking at the book of Ephesians, and we're in Ephesians 4. And one of, the, one of the statements that I wrote this morning that, that I'm going to state to them is we have to get beyond the point of thinking we need to fix people and understand that the Holy Spirit does an amazing work in each one of us. And no one is going to fix us except for the Holy Spirit. So why in the world do we think we have the tools to fix anyone else? Michelle, you talked about uh, letting go of fear. What was it fear of? Um, I think there was fear of people not living their lives in a way that they would get to heaven, you know, so fear of the ultimate mm -hmm. consequences of sin. Um, I think I had natural born fear of people who were different than me, mm -hmm. um, or had different problems. Um, in some areas, when you're talking about lifestyle choices, mm -hmm. um, I think I had fear of, you know, when my kids were young, fear of people who would influence my children in a way that I didn't feel was healthy, that they were looking for, you know, their agenda or how they wanted to do things. Um, you know, when my kids were little, okay, so I, I started out homeschooling my kids and, and Leah homeschooled her kids. So this is not a, a negative about homeschooling. I love homeschoolers. Um, I homeschooled my kids, Aaron, in kindergarten and first grade, and then Abby in kindergarten. And in addition to that, we lived, you know, out in the country. And I just had this idea that through these actions I was taking, I could insulate my kids from the reality of sin and the world. I thought I could protect them from yeah. that. I was very afraid as a young mom of sin coming in and, and getting a hold of my kids. So then what I found out is the enemy just came in. He knocked right on the front door and went into our family and blew up our family. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff that I did thinking I was protecting my kids, I wasn't protecting my kids at all. Yeah. And so the only thing that really protects them is trusting God with them and that whatever they fall into, get into, God would be there to help. 
So at least from a mom's perspective, that's where a lot of my fear as a younger woman came from. Just I want to protect my kids. Mm -hmm. I get that. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's awesome. yeah. There was a phrase that stuck out to me just personally, Rob, that you said, and you said, wake up and look in the mirror. You are the least of these. You said, when you wake up in the morning, remember you are the least of these. And I'm the older, what's funny is the older I get, the more I'm aware of that. <laughs> but I, I can remember really, this sounds horrible, but I, I, now I feel very much like that. I see a lot of, if anything, I'm on the other end of, I'm seeing all my depravity. Um, but how do you guys feel when you, when you hear that? I mean, do you, do you feel occasionally like, I'm just curious because you're all pastors, you all teach for a living, you know, you teach the Bible. Do you feel when you wake up in the morning like the least of these? Do you feel like your job is to toe the line? I mean, I think I know the answer to this, so I'm not trying to talk down to you, but what does it feel like to wake up and be a pastor? <laughs> to be the person that most people look up to as a, you know. It can be very, very heavy when you mm -hmm. consider that <clears throat> you have uh, influence mm -hmm. with people's eternity in, in the sense that, you know, how I speak, how I uh, relate to you can either push you away from Christ or draw you closer to him. It can also be very humbling um, for me whenever, and, and this has been in the last probably decade that this has really affected me, is when people say you're my pastor mm -hmm. that is humbling yeah and often it's mind-blowing to me that god has put me in this position that someone would entrust their spiritual care <laughs> to me mm -hmm. um because i don't take it lightly which is probably why the other side of the coin, it's very, it can be very emotionally hurtful. Mm -hmm. because, because it's Rob, Yeah, yeah, because, you know, if you say that I'm your pastor and then you all of a sudden, you know, you're going through a divorce or I find out that you're going to divorce your spouse, but I find out at the point that you're doing it versus when you were having problems or you all of a sudden, you know, your attendance wanes and no matter how much I call, email or whatever, all of a sudden you just stop coming. Wait, wait, if I, if I was your pastor, why didn't you allow me in to be an assist, to be a shepherd, which is what I'm called to be, to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. And so instead you just end up leaving and going to another church. That hurts. Because if I'm your pastor, then I would think that I would be engaged, involving that you would even tell me, hey, I'm wrestling, I'm struggling, I need your help versus I'm just going to leave. Mm -hmm. it's, it's personal. Hard. Yeah, it's personal. And, and, you know, I one thing that people might not know if they've, not, if they've never preached or, or, or preached really rarely um, here, let me adjust my, my focus thing again. I don't know what it's doing. Um, is it is where you use the word humbling. It, it, it is terrifying 
to prepare messages because what you don't know, if you don't know, is that God is, is speaking to you when you're writing it. If, if you're coming from the place of letting God speak to you, which is where the best messages come from, it, it, it is like you have to, you have to, you have to reckon with what God is teaching you uh, along the way so that you can pass it on. And so for me, it's freeing though, when I read that and I come to the place where God goes, Hey, Hey, Rob, you're the least of these. Mm-hmm. There's a freedom in that, in that, in this society that, that is performance based, I don't have to perform. I just have to obey. I, I don't have to try to, to um, one-up anybody. I just admit. Um, I, I don't have to think I'm better than anyone, which is exhausting, by the way, because if you think you're better than someone, you got to keep trying to be better than them. Uh, I can just lay down and say, you know what, I'm at the bottom of this list, and yet God still chooses to use me. Um, you know, it's all those things that Ray said, plus all of that. Like when I look in the mirror and realize, dude, you're the one that God's using to speak this truth. Like, does God know you? Like, mm-hmm. did he make a mistake? And then coming to the place of realization that he's not making a mistake. He's using you simply because you've yielded to him, not because you've arrived at some kind of understanding that's better than anyone else. It's mm-hmm. that no, you're the person that day or you're the person in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's freeing. It is very freeing. Yeah. And terrifying. I mean, let's keep terrifying <laughs> in there. But because yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I think, you know, people sometimes think that when you're a pastor, you are conveyed some, I don't know, moral or holiness or, you know, we, we are just people. So when you say the least of these, I mean, we have days where we're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, why did anybody put me in this position? Um, I don't know how to answer for this, this person who's looking to me for direction. I have, I have no idea. Um, you know, and so there are days that you wake up and you're like, I'm just like everybody else. We wake up and some days we're overwhelmed. Some days we feel like we're in a dark tunnel finding our way. Um, you know, other days uh, when we're in step with the spirit and, you know, God allows us to feel really free and comfortable and, but we don't, we don't have this holiness conveyed to us that makes all the things to our vocation easy. Just like anybody else doing anything else, we have days that are really hard and we don't feel well equipped to face them, but we trust that God's going to help us in them. Yeah. That's so good. I feel like that's something really, I hope our listeners enjoy hearing that. Um, I, I hope that that's helpful to you as you look at, at anybody on this screen or you see us in person or you're friends with us, just be careful to not, you know, put us on a pedestal. That's dangerous for us. Don't do that to us. You know, also know that it's personal for us. We love you. I mean, I love that all of you guys said that in, in one way or another, like, mm-hmm. so it, it, it is personal. I, I remember Kristen describing people moving churches like we were trying to see it from other people's perspective. And by the way, I'm not saying you can't leave East Lake. If God moves, you move to wherever you're supposed to be. But she said, you know, I think it's just like because we were talking about how it's so personal. She goes, I think for other people, it's kind of like I used to go to Kroger. Now I go to Publix. Like, no big deal. I just switched from Kroger to Publix. But from our perspective, we, it's very personal. You know, when you come through those doors, you come back to take five and you give us, you come to pizza with the pastors, you give us the opportunity to know you. 
we're invested like right away. Um, we, we take you in if you want to be taken in and, and begin to love you and care for you and pray for you, think about you, um, maybe not worry for you, but have a, a holy concern. I'll say that mm-hmm. for you. And so it's, it's personal. And um, I don't even know how we got onto this I don't, I, having to do with honoring, but um, you know, Philip, it, it makes me think of the seven sayings of a gracious. When we encounter a person, whether it's in take five, whether it's in the lobby, whether it's in Kroger, and we share time with you, we're lifting you up. We share encouragement or the word with you. We cover you in prayer. If If you fill out one of those comment cards or you go online and put in a request, we spend most Tuesdays at least an hour praying mm-hmm. for those individuals we consider you so when we're programming when we're thinking of sermon series when we're thinking of activities when we're thinking about retreats and we're considering you we're not thinking about us mm-hmm. we, we try to we, we do our best to honor you you know we, we try to live lives as, as as best we can that God would shine down on them not perfect you know, with above reproach. Mm-hmm. And we try to celebrate you and celebrate with you. We, we do all those things. And so when, 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 when Philip says, when Rob or Michelle says it's personal, it is for us. Mm-hmm. You know, you may go to a job and you might be going to that job just to collect the check. And I really hope that is not the case, but I know there are some people that do. But when I worked in the medical field, that was for eight to 10 hours a day. That was my other family mm-hmm. that had lives that required nurturing, covering, sharing, love, all of the same things that I just said we do mm-hmm. for our people at East Lake. Mm-hmm. So I would love to say we, we, we apologize for taking it personal, but I'm not going to apologize for that. Because Christ didn't apologize for taking it personal when his disciples, either they weren't listening to him or when one betrayed him, he still called him his brother. He said, he called him friend. I love, I love you. Mm-hmm. Although I know that you're betraying me. Yeah. So I don't think, you, oh, sorry, Randy. Sorry, Randy. I don't, I don't think you can be a good pastor without taking it personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've tried it. I've tried to shut my feelings down so that I can guard them. And, and what I realize is taking it personal is what Jesus asks us to do. Now, not owning your problems, not 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 that part, but really grieving for you and with you, uh, celebrating with you and mm-hmm. for you along the way. Which is why I think that's how we got here, Philip. Is mm-hmm. is that's the most honoring thing we can do for people in our lives is the things that Ray just shared and and what we've all been saying is is to invest in them enough. You know, I have a saying that I say, and I haven't said it in a while here. Ready? We have to be vulnerable enough to be hurt. Yeah. And willing to do that even after you've hurt us again. <laughs> you know, that, that's, yeah. that's what a pastor has mm-hmm. to do. Man, you say so, that again. You can say that again. Yeah, yeah we, we need to be we need to be vulnerable enough to be hurt and then willing to let you hurt us again after you do it. Mm-hmm. We have to yep. keep it there. We have to keep that yep. there. And, and and let me just tell you, I'm just gonna be honest, that's not easy. Mm. No. It's easier when you realize, like Ray just said, Jesus lived his entire life 
with that happening mm-hmm. and realizing that that's who we're serving. However, as humans, that's why we cry sometimes at night. Mm-hmm. That's why we that's why we go to the Lord and, and just lay down and, and, and just lay it there. Um, that's why it hurts when you leave a church, not because God called you, but because you just decided. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been hurt by someone who's left the church because God called them. Because they usually come and tell you, hey, love you, still going to be in your life. God's moving us over here because they don't have this gift that we have. And we have 18 of us doing it here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you want your pastor to feel that. Mm-hmm. You really do. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Man. That's- you know, yeah, it, it's hard. It's like parenting in, in so many wow. ways. Okay. Because that's what you do with your kids. Shepherding. You know, yeah, you, you go through some tough stuff as your kids are growing up. There are some some years, some days, certainly, that you don't always like your kids that much as they're coming through things and learning to figure out who they are. Um, but you keep loving them and, and you just, you, you stand and you let them push against you because you love them. And, you know, that is the thing that has always amazed me about Christ. And I've said this before. I mean, he is on the cross, hanging on the cross with the worst pain and torment. I I can't even imagine what he felt. And he's there talking about forgiveness for the people, making arrangements for his mother to live with his friend. I mean, he's on the cross and he's forgiven the guy next to him. He is still about relationship. He is wide open, loving people, mm-hmm. no matter how badly they were hurting him. And, and I think that that is what God calls us to do sometimes. That doesn't mean let people walk all over you in every circumstance. But it does mean that when God calls me to love somebody who is, has really not been kind to me, it's okay. Jesus showed me that I can do that, but it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely hurts. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, the cool thing about the way God set this up is we, you know, we might be the pastors of East Lake, but we would tell you that, you know, I know Rob would say this for the family ministry that you are the pastor of your family. And I know that Ray, Michelle, me would tell you, you are the pastor at your work. You are the pastor mm-hmm. at your X, Y, Z, wherever it is that you are. And so a challenge, you know, as you kind of hear these three, I guess a little bit of me, but pouring out our hearts on how we feel about you, I would need to ask you, how do you, do you feel this way about the people around you? Do you feel this way? Um, about the coworkers, or are they just frustrating to you? You know, I, we can't be so shocked when people aren't like us and don't do things the way we would want them to do. And we can't just turn a hand to them and just shut them out of our lives. We are all pastors of all people that God has brought to us. So we have to be vulnerable, whatever that was that Rob said that was so great, be vulnerable enough to let them hurt you, basically. And we have to do that. So, man, that's good discussion, guys. Um, <clears throat> so, if you haven't done this already, go back and read Luke 14 from the message, all of all of you listeners. Um, that was just one of the best passages to read from the message. You know, some things are just so fun to read in that translation of the Bible. 
Um, but there was a line in there that and last, and this will be our last topic, but they said, if you walk around all high and mighty, you're going to fall on your face. And um, one of my favorite things working with you guys is that I don't feel, well, I don't ever want to feel like I'm the smartest person in the room. I don't ever want to feel like I'm all high and mighty, like I'm the greatest person in the room. I want to be in a room surrounded by people that I'm like, oh, I need to learn that from them. And I feel like that when I sit in a room with you guys, um, how do you guys deal with that? Do, are there places in your life where you are in a place of humility? Um, are there places in your life where you don't feel high and mighty? I mean, I, and I'm really not just saying that. I, and I could, I could boost each, each one of you guys up. And I will if you ask me to. <laughs> but there are so many things about each of you that I feel I need to learn that from them. I have got to learn this from them. God put me around them so I can grow in this way from this person. Um, I remember being in a band and feeling like I was the best guitar player. And guess what? I didn't grow a single bit. And I remember moving to California, I got to play with some of the best musicians I have ever played with. And I grew over those years, like never before, because I kept showing up to rehearsal, showing up to Sunday morning, like, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded by genius, you know, and it made me grow. So, you know, taking a place of humility, um, not walking around like we're high and mighty. Is there anywhere that stands out to you where you feel like that, where you feel humbled, but you love it? Everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm not even lying. Like, yeah, my wife can attest to you how many times I say to her, whether it's coming out of being with this staff or being with my, my family ministry friends from around the country or being in a room full of like really, really smart pastors or people at anything that I honestly, guys, I mean, I don't, this sounds like false humility. I just don't even feel like I belong at most of the tables I'm at. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, but I'm confident that God has put me at those tables. So I'm able to lean into it, but I feel like that guy that's sitting there kind of like, and somehow 87 <laughs> other people said no, and they got to me and they said, why don't you come to dinner? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I honestly feel that way because I just know how much more I have to learn. Mm-hmm about everything yeah about jesus about how to speak about how to lead about how to you, know, you name it mm -hmm. about how to parent i have no idea how to parent <laughs> changes uh, every day bro <laughs> every yeah day. no kidding <laughs> the good news is that they do grow up and um and and they become responsible human beings that you look back and go how how did that happen <laughs> I'm, trusting you, I'm trusting you yeah so you know <laughs> You know, when I think about that, you know, uh, um, from Rob, I think that you have the most incredible amount of relational capacity, um, you know, just to relate to people and to get into their lives and to slog through it with people. Um, and I watch you do it. And, you know, there are things that I want to learn from you in that, you know, um, when I look at Ray, um, you, you just, you are a bringer together of people. I mean, and you just, 
I tell people you could talk to a telephone pole and it would talk back. Um, you know, I mean, you just have this incredible way of, of letting you. people. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, and, and everyone knows you. My kids think everyone knows me. I'm like, no, you got to go out somewhere with Ray. Do you think anybody <laughs> knows me? No, no one knows me. Everybody knows Ray in Columbia and he's been here, what, three years. So, you know, I mean, and, and Philip, you're like, you know, MacGyver. Um, you know, I mean, you have always got a fresh new perspective, a fresh idea, a way to make it work. I don't think there's anything that we ever want to do that you're like, oh, I don't see how that'll happen. Um, you know, you can take something that we all think is going to be $20,000 and do it on 200. I don't know how you do it. Um, you know, and, and so it is true. Um, so you're not alone in that feeling around the table. I mean, Leah, I can't keep up with Leah. I got to go, okay, you, you need to slow yeah. down. Yeah, you just need to slow down, you know, and I used to feel really bad. Like, why can't I keep up? I have people that say they can't keep up with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm chump change in comparison to Leah, man. She can move us down the ball field so fast. Yeah. And so it's cool to be able to be around people who stretch you in other ways. Yeah. I definitely feel stretched by all of you. Um, and, and, and I remember it was probably uh, in the fall of 2019 when uh, we were preparing for 2020, not knowing that we were all gonna be in a pandemic and how we, how we threw around this term that we were the Avengers. Yep. <laughs> and uh, because it's, it, it just in my head and, and, and to, to make the point, Philip, when if you see yourself as an avenger mm -hmm. then you know what your gift is you're confident and comfortable with your gift you're also aware of what your gift is not mm -hmm. and so that that endears you to the other members of the team because you know they can do things that you cannot it is just like a body the hand cannot perform the functions of the heart and etc and so when I'm around you guys, I really do feel like I'm at my best because I, I feel like I'm covered at that point. I know Rob has eyes for it. I know, I know Michelle has gifts for it and Philip has talents for it and Dawson has and Sue and Leah and Laura. And so I, I feel my best when I'm with all of you and when we're together because I know now we can do what God has ordained us as a team to do because then nobody put this team together but him that's, that's the truth, truth. <laughs> i i this is kind of on subject but as east lake on sunday morning starts to have people returning from covid you know or, or whatever people are back in the building i'll just say that it's starting yeah. to get a buzz i am standing out there on sunday morning just thinking wow god Wow, because it was just a year ago, I believe, if not less, that it was like me and whoever the teaching person was and like cameramen. I mean, it was tough, guys. It was tough. And now look at what God's doing. And it's not, it, it's just, he, he's, he's allowing us to be a part of it. Yep. He's allowing us to be these Avengers, if you will. And it feels great. I'm just soaking it up. I got something really funny to ask yeah. the people listening. <laughs> so think about this. You have Laura, 
Dawson, Sue, Leah, Philip, Michelle, Tracy, Rob, and me. And which now are, DJ. And DJ, yes, DJ's on staff now. Wh which Avenger are we? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, they did a class. Put that in the comments. Yeah, but that. I want to be. Who I want to be. I want to be Scott Lang. Please, God, let me. Who be. is Pastor Michelle? <laughs> which Avenger is she? I'm gonna have to go watch some Marvel movies, like y'all. Yes, you, know? you are. You are. <laughs> Please let me have the humor of Scott Lang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, it is cool. You know, it, I'm just, I'm just still, I'm still vamping on this, but I just love it so much. You know, Ray just went out and had a massive surgery on his hip. Like it's weird because he's just back, like nothing happened. That was a big deal. Your hip was removed. Three weeks uh, ago today. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago today. It's just crazy. But but people just like on the movies, because I get into these action movies too, they pick up. Everybody kind of picks up and carries and Rob taught this, you know. And and it's not that that Ray's not missed, or if I was gone, or Michelle who just went on sabbatical, we missed it. We missed you, Michelle. But also at the same time, God just like it's so healthy. It's so healthy that 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 can happen, and that it's just amazing. So I I'm not used to it, honestly. I'm just being frank. I'm not used to it. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for you guys and in our church. I'm grateful for our church. You guys have been showing up to worship ready. It's yeah. been so much fun to sing songs to God with all of you and to grow in the word with all of you, amening and, and you know responding back. Like you are all, we're in this together and everybody's having so much fun and we're growing and worshiping and community and new people. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just run in circles and scream like a crazy person in excitement. I don't know how to express it, but I'm excited. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm excited and I'm grateful for it. But man, so let's all keep honoring each other. And those of you listening, keep honoring the people around you. Um, stay humble. <clears throat> don't walk around high and mighty. And what was that statement, Rob? That was a good one. You said it again. Which, which one? It? Which one are you looking at? The vulnerable one. Yeah, you have to, as a pastor, you have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to get hurt. And then once you get hurt, go back for more. I love it. And I mean, then there was something. You want to get a little bit, but it's, it's, that's the reality. I love it. And then Michelle said something at the beginning about when we were talking about differences with people. See, you might that, see better. Yeah. See, yeah. see people. Don't see labels. <sighs> see people. Don't see problems. Man, I'm ready. I, I love this. Mic drop. We're calling, we're calling this podcast done. So we will see you guys later. Thanks for listening. All right. <laughs> East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for here, near, and far.